Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Ezekiel 4 and 5. Ezekiel has been called by God to be his spokesman. He's been commissioned by God. We've talked about that in the last couple daily doses. And today we're going to see Ezekiel participating in some very, very strange street theater, which is commanded by God for him to do, to send a message to the people of Israel about the judgment that is coming to them. So let's go to chapter 4, verse 1 and following. We're not going to read through the whole thing, but I'll kind of give you a summary. The first thing that he calls him to do is take a brick and engrave the city of Jerusalem on this brick and then set up siege works against it, build a siege wall against it and cast a mound against it and let it be in a state of siege and press the siege against it. So in other words, he's calling... Ezekiel to build a miniature replica of Jerusalem and to kind of in in smaller form as kind of a little play set, set up this siege against Jerusalem because that's exactly what's going to happen. You know, the first wave of Babylonians have come and taken Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, back to Babylon. We talked about that in the first chapter of Ezekiel. But now there's going to be a full-blown siege against Jerusalem, and it's going to completely take Jerusalem out. And that is what Ezekiel is supposed to be signifying with this small model of Jerusalem and the siege that will come against it. Second, in relation with this, he's supposed to lie on his left side, left side, and place punishment on the house of Israel upon it. And so for 390 days, Ezekiel is supposed to lay on his left side and stretch his arm out toward this replica of this siege against Jerusalem. And this isn't going to be an arm that signifies the outstretched arm of God, which is oftentimes referred to as as reaching out to help his covenant people. But this is an outstretched arm bared against his covenant people in punishment. And then it says that God will place cords upon him so he can't turn from side to side until he's completed these days of this siege, 390 days. Now, it doesn't say that Ezekiel is doing this 24-7. He may be just doing this a few hours a day. We don't know. But for 390 days, Ezekiel's on his side, and he is uh, displaying uh, a symbol of God's judgment against Jerusalem. Okay, not only that, but during this 390 days, he's supposed to take certain ingredients, wheat and barley and beans and lentils and millet and emmer, and put them in a vessel. And during the during the 390 days that he lays on his left side, he's supposed to eat that. And how is he supposed to cook it? Well, verse 12 says, and you shall eat it as a barley cake, baking it in their sight, in the sight of all the people, on human dung. The Lord said, thus the people of Israel will eat bread unclean among the nations where I will drive them. In other words, this bread being cooked over human dung, I mean, how crazy is this, is a symbol to the people that you're going to be eating bread unclean in these other nations. Now, not necessarily over human dung, but The point is, you're not going to be eating bread according to the laws and the customs of the Jewish people that were prescribed by God, because you're not going to be, you're not going to be 
governed by yourselves anymore. You're going to be in other lands. You're going to be eating according to their customs, and it's going to be unclean. And so that's what's coming. It's interesting. In verse 14, Ezekiel says, wait a minute, I've never defiled myself. I've never eaten any anything unclean like this. And so the Lord says, okay, if you don't want to eat bread over human dung, then you can use cow's dung instead of human dung. So that's what happens there. Then the, the third thing that happens that's kind of crazy is that God commands him to take a sharp sword and cut his hair off and divide his hair into three parts. And the first part, you're supposed to burn in the fire in the midst of the city. The second part, you're supposed to take and strike it with a sword all around the city. And the third part, I don't even know what that would look like, by the way. And the third part, you're supposed to just scatter to the wind. And then as you're doing that, take a couple pieces and bind them to the skirts of your robe and take some other pieces and cast them to the middle of the fire and burn them in the fire. So, of course, Ezekiel does this. Again, very strange street theater. This is explained a little bit by the Lord in verse 5 through 8 of chapter 5. Thus says the Lord, this is Jerusalem. I have set her in the center of the nations with the countries all around her. And she has rebelled against my rules by doing wickedness more than the nations and against my statutes more than the countries all around her. For they've rejected my rules and have not walked in my statutes. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you are more turbulent than the nations that are around you, you have not walked in my statutes or obeyed my rules. You've not even acted according to the rules of the nations that are around you. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, I, even I am against you. And so this judgment is going to come down from the Lord to the people of Jerusalem and Judah for their sin, for their waywardness, for their idolatry, for their worshiping of false idols. I had two thoughts in relation to this. One is I was in a big city recently and there was a bunch of people on a certain area of the city and there was a street preacher and you've seen street preachers before. And this one, I actually, you know, as we were walking by, I was listening to what he was saying and everything that he was saying sounded like it lined up with scripture. Uh, he was calling people to repentance. He was calling people to put their faith in Christ alone for salvation. There were big signs. There was a, a megaphone. And still, even though it was all true, Part of me is like, man, is that effective at all? And I talked to a few of my friends about that. I wonder if anybody is impacted by this. Man, I, I don't know if I'd want to be that kind of a minister out on the street just preaching to crowds of people, most of them just walking by and not paying attention at all. When I read this about Ezekiel, it reminds me of how people people reacted to him, probably the way we react to a street preacher. But I think there's a place in God's economy for those kinds of people. I don't know what the effect is of a modern-day street preacher, and I don't know what the effect of Ezekiel was, but if they're being faithful to what God's called them to do, then good for them. And I pray that they have uh, effect. I pray that they bear spiritual fruit, and uh, I don't want to cast stones at these kind of people just because they're doing ministry in a way that I would not feel comfortable with. The second thought I had was that it's just a reminder that we hear over and over in the prophets— it's come to mind many times. We've talked to it many times, about it many times. Sin is a big, big deal. We live in a time, an era of grace where we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. And thank God for that because through faith, we can have our sin forgiven. We can stand holy and blameless before the Lord. And that's great. But what comes along with that is a little bit of not taking sin terribly seriously, like sin's not that bad. It's easy to fix our sin problem. Just put your faith in Jesus. But friends, sin, rebellion against God is a huge, huge deal. We see that in terms of how God has to punish it back here in the Old Testament. And so because sin is a big deal, it should remind us of what a huge deal 
huge sacrifice and a huge price Christ made so that sin could be taken care of, so that it could be solved, and so that through faith in Christ we could be forgiven. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to take these things to heart and understand them in a way that's more in line with your heart. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.